0: Welcome to episode 37, everyone. Hot start. Uh, The boys have some hard feelings. We're starting the episode uh, a little dicey. The boys are arguing to start the day off. Episode 37. Yeah, Mitch is being a dick. The feelings Not have wrong. been uh, high ever since me and Mitch uh, talked about Liverpool for 90% of oh the Oh, my God. Episode. Hold on. Let's yeah. start Before with that. Just, I'm never letting you two have an episode ever fucking again. That's it. I can't. I'm, I'll do it with COVID next time. We just need to have the hard feelings on the podcast episode. <laughs> just Just let everything air out. Oh, my God, dude. If I ever have to support my podcast and listen to an entire episode about <laughs> Liverpool ever again it's just gonna be your guys podcast i'm done <laughs> it was a great episode to be honest a lot of good content from the boys uh instagram starting to do numbies let's just say but anyone who sees those reels make sure to go follow the page we need to get that follower account up so we can become micro influencers as pat would say that's, that's what yep. josh wants yes i want to be an influencer that's very clear from from the start career from the genre. career goals Yes, exactly. Um, let, let's just dive right in, boys. Do we have any housekeeping topics, actually, this week? Uh, I mean, we can, we can chat MLS or something. Well, I mean, first day. we can, before we talk footy, if we're going to do housekeeping for the whole pod, Mitch and I can, can openly congratulate Josh on his engagement.
1: Absolutely. Thank Congratulations you. Congratulations to our, our man, Joshua, on doing
0: the thing, buying the ring. And uh, she said yes. so yes. that's a win. I think so, at least. Uh, as as Will Highland said on Twitter, uh, I'm no longer available for free transfer. So here we go. The the deal is done, as Fabrizio <laughs> would say. Ten isn't to paper yet, though. It's <laughs> just a verbal agreement. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let, let's dive into the MLS boys. Um, how about you guys start with the the Revs? Uh, how'd they do this weekend? I'm actually I didn't We're catch fucking- their game are <laughs> fucking horrible. Did you guys lose again? Uh did we lose again? Yo, why am I getting Slack notifications on the, the pod right now? Hold was on. That,
1: was that was that the DC game? Because if so, yeah, we lost three two. Yeah, uh, it's ju- it's just hard to watch. It's it's really really hard to watch, and that's pretty much it. Bruce Arena needs to figure the fuck out. How's
0: how's Minnesota doing? Minnesota's on fire. Three wins on the bounce. Beat Colorado, what, not last weekend, but I guess two weekends ago now. Um, Forward Madison in the the US Open Cup. Mm -hmm. And then Chicago, I was at that game. Great environment. I don't know if you guys saw the TIFO. The TIFO was incredible. Uh, 9,000 square feet. It was, I think the middle plate was 4,000 square feet, which is the biggest TIFO in uh, Minnesota history. Um, very cool to see Shaqiri. I got there early to watch him come off the bus. Didn't want to be the dickhead to ask him for a photo, even though I was wearing the Liverpool bubble hat. Um, but yeah, I was just kind of nervous. It's one of those situations where, like, you don't want like a star, like someone you look up to, to like say no to you. So I just like veered away from that. Just uh, ran away exactly. Um, aside from that, solid Minnesota performance. It was one or it was nil nil until like the seventy fifth minute. Scored three goals in the last 15 against a 10-man um, Chicago Fireside that hadn't let up more than a goal in a match all season. So to put three past them was nice. Uh, the only other point I had on this one was um, I'm going to butcher the last name. I know we just call him Bongi, 21-year-old from South Africa, just got in this season. Uh, his story is really cool. ESPN did, like, a feature on him this week, so I recommend everyone that listens to the pod to go check it out. Um, didn't play formal football until he was 18 years old, and he's just come on the scene. We bought him from a, a South African club, um, had two assists against Chicago Fire off the bench, has been just doing wonders for this side, really. Hasn't started too many games, but has been really exciting. And uh, he just got called up to the South African national team uh, last month in the last call-up and played against France, like of Mbappe and all those guys, and was in the starting lineup for that game, so... Uh, exciting player to look out for in the MLS. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. It's always good to see those. That's what, that it feels like the MLS has kind of become a place where younger players, like young, exciting players can start a career. We for saw sure. that with like Alfonso Davies and stuff like that. So it's, uh, it's cool to see at least that. Uh, I don't think the MLS will ever get to the point where it's like the pinnacle of football. No one's coming here in their prime, but, uh, and that in the MLS like, you know, front office in New York, that's not what they should be like strategizing on. They're never going to be one of Europe's <laughs> top 5 leagues like at that level. They need to like just hone down kind of their area and just do it really well. That'll um, right. that'll be what makes the sport grow. Could not agree more. Um, the next thing I kind of wanted to move into, I think for me and Mitch, this is, we, we talk about this a lot, kind of off pod, like if Carlsberg did weekends, uh, I, I don't know, Mitch, you can attest to this too. I feel like the past two weeks have been if Carlsberg did weekends, uh, for me and you as Liverpool fans. It's certainly been a
1: very consistent two weeks. It's, it's felt very, 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 very good. However, after we talk into some of the, the games and analysis over the last week, um, it's it's far from uh, done and dusted. We'll Correct. just leave it at that. It's uh, it, the vibes are up, the confidence is up, the fans are on another level. It's it's been phenomenal, but. Uh, I'm I'm not sold yet. I'm not sold yet. I'm still I'm still kind of anxiously uh keeping
0: keeping an eye on everything. A lot a lot of work left to do to be fair and there's a lot of work for Man City as well and we'll we'll dive into both of those teams now. Um we'll, we'll hit on last weekend's fixtures first. Liverpool versus Everton, the Merseyside derby, probably the biggest game of the weekend. Uh Mitch, let, let's hear your take on that one first.
1: 90 minute shit house performance <laughs> from Everton. Uh, they really went out and said, we're going to do everything we can to just not lose. Uh, we're going to park the bus and we're going to uh, fall over and bitch at every single whistle that's that's blown throughout the 90. I mean, they played their game phenomenally. They did. Uh, but Liverpool did what Liverpool does and uh, capitalized on two quick chances Divock Origi, uh the Everton killer uh right. doing it again um and then Mane putting on another really really good performance but
0: I just it was a shit house 90 minutes through and through it was uh Pat do you think uh Anthony Gordon who who is a proper player I might add he have a shout for a penalty late on I think it might have been a pen it was definitely close uh, a lot of people saying it was 2001 with the shove and you you can see in the video that matip does get him in the foot i think the question on it for me is does gordon kind of run in front of him um well i my my whole thing with that is i think gordon is well within his rights to step in front of matip because he does have like the position on the ball where like i would still call him the player in control of it yep but i i guess you can you can see it go both ways i think there wasn't enough in it to call it like a stonewall penalty but um we've seen those given mm-hmm. who was it, mitch that ran into um there was one down on our end on the attacking end where um, our player ran right into keen kind of similar now it was definitely a pen shout and they didn't look at it i thought that one was uh... interesting it might have been louie i'm not sure off the top of my head who it was a week out Mm. I yeah I can't
1: remember but I remember the situation yeah they were, either like, way across yeah. the face of goal and just got just ran into traffic
0: yeah. either way like Mitch said it was it was a shit house ninety minutes Everton really got the better of Liverpool and we were kind of um, falling into their hands a little bit in terms of the way they play in terms of like the players coming together and stuff they were getting under our skin a little bit and you know fairly so Richarlson is an absolute dickhead to play against um talented player and whatnot but absolutely awful to be on the other side of the ball against him uh the one before halftime where he goes down it's like it's like um the boy that cried wolf he he goes down so many times and it's a non-issue and then when he's actually hurt and actually gets clipped and is like well what's going on no one's stopping the ball no one's putting the ball out of play for me it's like do you wonder why dude yeah Um, yeah i don't know my my only two cents on that game as a whole is Kinda of like what you what, what you what Mitch said, like you are like forced to respect the shit house. Like yeah. they went out here and they there and they did the thing. Um I never for a minute expected them to get anything from that game. So drawing at halftime was funny enough, but uh I, I've seen Liverpool games like that before. Uh you know, I've, I've seen this fucking episode. Liverpool are still gonna win this game and they did. Yeah. So uh I yeah was not banking on everton doing me any favors you gotta respect the shit house
1: go ahead they did Mitch. get something out of it they uh they set the record for giving up the most possession in a 90 minute <laughs> game in
0: premier league history so that is true and now them allison got the shit house at the end too but just doing what pickford was doing the entire first half and falling on the ball right in front of the liverpool fans that that is one thing i wanted to bring up how the hell did Pickford not get a talking to. Dude, he, he smiled and then winked. It's like, oh, he-, he That was funny. Me. That was fucking- Dude, talking that to. sent me.
1: Like, I counted. I counted, I think, two two or three in a row were 17-plus seconds with the ball before, before
0: kicking it with the ball in play. Yeah, he's just crazy. And a- England fans are proud to call him their keeper. I thought the wink was fucking hysterical for what. I'll be it.
1: He did make a couple of solid saves. I mean, he he kept them in it for what it was worth. um But we. He, uh He might have
0: kept Origi's just... out if he didn't have little arms. But <laughs> <laughs> Pat, why don't you go ahead and, and take us through the Man City Watford game? Uh, I mean, I don't think this this game. We kind of ex- expected it from the get go. For sure. Uh, City opening the scoring up pretty early on in the game, uh, and then getting another one, uh, you know, Jesus heard that he was linked with Arsenal and then went out and scored four. Uh, so Poor that was Justin. pretty funny. Rodri scored his usual banger uh, while Kevin De Bruyne is laying on the floor potentially injured was pretty funny. Uh, pretty pretty cut and dry game. Good 5-1 win. Nice for the goal differential to catch us up to you guys in case it comes down to that at the end of the season. Um not a game. I, I thought City was going to drop points in, and I, uh, you know, it, it it is what it is. In a game like that, um, we went out and we killed them. We put the game to bed pretty early. Uh, I think this City's kind of slipping into that gear that you know you you saw them hit that stride like in the eighteen nineteen season when the title was close. So I don't I don't I expect most of our games to go like this with you know City coming out of the gate pretty hot. You know, for the rest of the season, especially in the Premier League, just with how close things are and how fine the margins are uh yeah
1: did you Pretty read the point. did
0: you read the picture pat no <laughs> i have a very hot take uh you know i know you said city are in a groove right now and everything i have a i have a take that i think the game where city dropped points is a rather surprising one and after hearing one american talk about his, his game plan for the match uh i might be swayed one way or the other we'll, we'll get into My that brother, later though we put seven by leads the last time we saw them. We'll get into it later. Uh, You're <laughs> Man, Man United are a shambles. That is our next topic. Um, not only did they lose to Arsenal 3-1 embarrassingly, uh, I might add, at the past weekend, they drew 1-1 with Chelsea tonight. Um, Ronaldo did get the equalizer, but they're definitely not getting top four. I don't know what that means for the likes of Ronaldo and you know their transfer strategy, honestly, in, in the summer. Either we're hearing now that there's a possible link between Ralph Ragnick and and Austria for the national team job. Um, rumors are that he could do both at the same time. Uh, I don't know how that works. it but... career mode. Yeah, literally. Uh, any thoughts from you guys on Man United? What's going on there? Um, I think if they do end up missing out on top four, which I think they will. Um... It's, I think it's going to be tougher for them to pull in like the, that, you know, like upper echelon, Jude like, like world-class. Yeah. Like the Jude Bellingham's, for example, those like players that like, they really need to push them into title contention. But I also don't think that's where they should be looking in terms of like rebuilding this team. I think if 10 hag comes in, they sell off a lot of the deadwood. They go a season without European football and they really establish an identity and build a little bit of a spine get guys that want to be there in um, they can be looking forward to like the 2024 2025 season um, I don't see that them making like a giant splash in terms of like or a splash is probably the wrong word but I don't, I don't see them making a big leap next season but I, I think the them missing out on Europe will end up doing them more good than bad. Um, United have money. They're, they're a big club, dead or not. Um, so if there's a player they really want and it fits into the team and they want to rebuild in some places, they'll get them. Um, we saw that last season and I, I, th- I mean, I think we'll see it again this summer, but I, I don't, I, I think that, like I, like I said, I think them missing Europe is going to end up doing more good or more good than bad if yep. they like build on it in the correct way it's kind of like how arsenal have been doing these past couple of years with no like real foot in european competition you can now start to see Arteta's team really taking shape and now they're they're at that place where they can be fighting for those european spots and i think united are going to be in a similar place over these next two three years hot hot take for you guys um if you're kind of around that fifth sixth spot you might be in europa league even on the last day you, you might be for conference league contention do you guys intentionally try tanking to miss those not necessarily europa league but uh the conference league more specifically if you're hanging around that spot do you try just playing young players uh nah no? i don't think so i mean i wouldn't anyway because i mean at the end of the day like yeah it's an extra competition but if you're a team in those conference league spots you're not fighting for a title next year you're like the way the premier league is going like you just don't have the quality to be competing with city and liverpool namely um and it's the conference league and it's still money you get far enough into it you still get a little extra cash for next season um and it's it's extra competitions to play some of the young guys and we we've seen that tottenham used it for some rotation when they were in it um so i don't I don't think you tank for it because it, it gives some of like the younger guys or the fringe guys the opportunity to play like European football In yeah. like you know it's like the European Care About Cup you can start your U21s in like a European atmosphere but pretty low pressure because like generally the tournament doesn't fucking matter
1: that's fair yeah It's I, I would you'd see guys like that Hannibal kid come in and, and start and just get those minutes and shape the side moving forward over the next couple of years so you're back in that position to fight
0: yeah yeah they played a new guy tonight i think his last name was garnacho i believe 17 year old from atletico madrid Hmm. another name to look out for i guess um fuck atleti they're a bunch of rats (laughs) thanks for aguero though the only other uh team to talk about here really is tottenham just continue to do what tottenham does which is uh lose games after going on a nice winning run uh, I, I don't think yeah i don't i don't think it, it's good to have conte linked with psg kind of during this end of the season run uh, i don't know tottenham are a mess man i i don't even want to bet on them really till the end of the season because they're just so volatile so up and down when it looks like they're hitting a good run they just go right back to usual spurs yep love the fact that uh, we give them a free six points every year <laughs> Tottenham charity. This is just, just a charity case for Tottenham. Thank uh, you, Tottenham. yeah. Uh, Mitch, did you have, you have something you wanted to touch on with them or
1: not at all? It's Tottenham doing Tottenham things. It's nothing new that we've seen throughout this year.
0: Yeah. I, I get my only two cents was this. This should give Arsenal some confidence that they can make the top four with United being absolutely shambolic and Tottenham being the most inconsistent top side in the premier league right now. Um, And if Tottenham are a serious club at all, they'll do whatever they can to keep Conte this summer. And I don't think they're a serious club. So we'll see how that goes. I'm just looking at the table really quickly to see how close West Ham are right now. I think West Ham are going to prioritize Europa League. That's fair. Yeah, they're on 52. They do play Arsenal this weekend, so they could get up to 55, but they'd still be five points off. Um, But, yeah, we'll we'll, uh, move on from the Premier League now to, to the Champions League. Europe's premier competition. But um, that being said though, on the West Ham note, they didn't lose to Frankfurt today. So they if did. they do fall out of the Europa League, they might actually make that push for six or for fourth. Yeah, they lost at home too. Going to Frankfurt will not be easy. That is not an easy ground by any means. Their fans are psychopaths. True, they sent thirty thousand to the Camp New. Yeah, they're they're nuts. Um but yeah, Champions League. What game do we want to talk about? First gents. Uh, You guys can talk about Liverpool if you want. It's going to be a shorter one to talk about anyway. Yeah, for sure. Uh,
1: Liverpool doing the same thing they've done for the last three weeks. Uh, Just absolute superb uh, to stay level-headed. Definitely some frustration through the first half. Um, But we were able to come out firing in the second half, capitalize on – those two mishaps in a span of two minutes and and solidify a win uh moving on to the away leg
0: yeah just calm as you like that that performance was um tiago Kanate I thought were superb tiago obviously got man of the match um I thought konate was our best defender honestly um just, again just really good all around the pitch Henderson was really good ran all around the field for the whole 90 minutes. Um, and a, a really good start going into the second half of this one. It will be tough going to Villarreal, um, but we showed that we are kind of a different class from UVA and Bayern. We will hold on to the ball and we'll, you know, take our chances on like those other sides. The only thing with this one that I, I do kind of want to point out is I thought their goalkeeper was awful. Shambolic goalkeeping. He was parrying everything. I don't he think is? he caught one ball he- clean the whole night. He was, he was making some weird. You had, you had one in the first half that I like, just like sticks out to me. You like, you just got like flow. I think Hendo floated the ball into the box, and like it, any keeper in the world should just like claim it, catch it. And he just fucking punches it out. And I don't know. It yeah. Right
1: to Tiago's foot, I think.
0: Yeah. Right at the
1: top of the box. He, he wasn't putting them in, in safe positions, he wasn't spreading them wide. He was punching them up the fucking gut.
0: Yeah, Rui's, uh I'm, I'm glad City didn't end up holding on to him. <laughs> I know the I know the Henderson goal wasn't necessary. It did take a deflection, but any yeah. goalkeeper at a top club should be safe in that. And you do have to give credit to them. I do think uh, they held the pressure quite well in the first half. Um, but you know, two nil. We have one foot in the final. I would say still got to go out and do the second half in a tough environment. Uh, also, I mean, shout out to, to Alberto two- Moreno. It's, uh, a, it's a two goal lead so it's anything's possible yep. you're up two nil playing against a team that's seventh in la liga i you're you're i'll see you in paris guys <laughs> if, if they didn't if they got if they scored first i think it would have been a different game i think that was the only way they're really yeah. seeing a result in exactly Two-leg fixture they needed to score first or get out of Anfield with a nil nil to have I mean, any chance we, in the we were able
1: to use this as a rest game like Trent only played 60 uh uh, Hendo, was it Hendo that came off for Naby?
0: Yeah, it must be nice not having to battle through the entire city uh, of fucking Madrid to get to a yeah. Champions League final. And,
1: and then Jota <laughs> came on for, for a little bit, gave Luis Diaz a break, and um, no, I I think having Trent get some rest going into a game against Newcastle is massive. Um, Purely tactical looking
0: ahead. We got the 6.30 kickoff this weekend, Mitch. Yummy. Yeah, I thought you guys were good, to be fair. You guys, you did what you had to do against a low-block team. Um, I think uh, the myth that Liverpool can't beat low-blocks is uh, kind of wild. Um, Oh, it's it's wild now that Thiago, I think, is on form. Yeah, Wasn't wild last year. (laughs) Last year, he's still good. Yeah, but last year was like – no Van Dyke in the side either. There was a lot of problems I, I felt that Liverpool had last year. Um, but now I I could see the the writing on the wall that uh, like I said about the Everton game. I've seen this episode before. I, I knew you guys were going to win that game uh, the minute you kicked off. Um, just not not a, playing against Liverpool. It's it's similar to playing against City. Like you want to sit in a deep block, but they just have the quality to if you don't get out and actively aggress them it's not going to matter they're going to do what they need to do so yeah i I think liverpool will be in the champions league final and uh moving on to the next game i think city will also be in the champions league final uh that game was insane uh first city should have had like eight fucking goals yeah have Every 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 time Riyad Mahrez missed an open goal, they scored a goal. Just want to point that out. Pep was ready and, to kill him. That one where he didn't pass to Foden was like that was like a Mane Sala type deal. Where it's like, that's Dude. a hard okay. If you look at like where when Mahrez like could finally pick his head up, like that, that pass was never gonna happen. Like just something. the angle it was at. But uh, he, Mahrez should have had a fucking hat trick. Uh, Sterling should have scored one when he came on. Uh, I mean, I mean, we were really good. Don't get me wrong. I I think that like Bernardo's goal was brilliant. I think Fernandinho played a really good ball in for the Foden goal. And I think Kevin De Bruyne is a fucking man on a mission. Uh, And and yeah, I think we beat Real Madrid. I, I think going there with a one goal lead is scary, but I think city have been better on the road than they have at home this season and i think if the athletic game showed anything it's that we're not going to crack under pressure um athletic put us under the cosh for like fucking 50 minutes and you know we didn't crack we held the nil-nil yeah. so i thought Zachenko was good going forward for you guys i didn't really i was kind of doing other stuff yet um at yeah, the time I, was I, I saw i saw him make a few forward runs and shots on goal that I, you know looked really nice Zinchenko loves being called on at random. We throw Zinchenko into the deep end, yeah, and he performs. Um, the turning point in the PSG semi-final last season: Zinchenko on, Cancelo off. We scored a goal three minutes later. You uh, need he, he, those guys though that that are willing yeah, to just, kind of take that backseat role and come in when needed. So he's an attacking midfielder that's left-footed. That Pep said you're playing left back, and he is. Yeah. Fucked up and uh, really done the job. I I love Alexander Zinchenko. Um, Last note on the city thing. uh, That was not a penalty on Laporte. I don't care what anybody says. It's tough. I I will give that to you, Pat. I think that's a tough call. I don't know what he's expected to do. The what doesn't save him is that his hand is so far away from his body. Yeah, but there was a play in... It was either the Copa America or the World Cup that made them initially change this rule ball came off it was argentina and someone ball came off the player's head hit him in the hand no penalty call because the player the rule is if you intentionally play the ball with any part of your body first and then it hits your hand you can't call a penalty and laporte clearly placed the ball with his head and then it hits his hand so i don't think that was a penalty yeah just my two cents i don't i think it's uh, i it's think there's an argument situation. either way
1: yeah, it's it's harsh situationally, especially when it's the first leg fixture, and you wanna you wanna put yourself at an advantage going into a second leg. Yep. But that's it, it. Happened the way it happened. It's four it's three funny. going into the second leg, and both Liverpool and City are going to Spain for these fixtures. So we'll see. Yeah, we've, been
0: there. There. We've, we've been there. We we're, yep. we're going back to Madrid. We're going back.
1: Just That'll make, uh,
0: also boys that that potentially three all english finals in four years yeah that's crazy premier league's best league in the world speaking of the premier league mitch let's talk about the real fucking news today man uh and we're both buzzing i, I know um jurgen klopp Signs the thing until 2026. I woke up this morning to like a million notifications. I didn't know this was happening. No inkling of this at all. Uh, no, I, w- I said it, what, two weeks ago that he's gone after 2024?
1: Four, yeah. Like, I I didn't think there was any possibility that we would extend Jurgen. I thought... With the success of this year and just looking at next year as a potential final season for him, it I just kind of felt like where he's at in his career, he wanted that break. He explicitly said it. He's been transparent about it from the get-go. I, w- I was shocked. I was really, really shocked. And um, I couldn't be happier. I think yeah. he is... The perfect fit for our club our our fan base everything about it i i uh happily back jürgen staying for a couple
0: more years i'd, I'd take that any day for sure uh i think where i was surprised is that he's done seven and seven at mines and dortmund yep um i thought he would have done the same for liverpool not out of respect for those teams but just because it's like a okay time to take a break maybe move on to the next project and a handful of years or whatever. Um, The fact that he's going to stay at Liverpool for 10 years, that'll put him at 10 years at the end of it. Um, There's no greater honor as a football fan to have the best manager in the world, um, you know, be in charge of your team. And like I said, he fits the city of Liverpool as well. Just like the views – all, all that sort of stuff. Pat's giving me the side eye. I was waiting. for Best the manager reaction. in the world. He, do, he does more. He does more with less, and that's just a fact. Um, best manager in the with world, world. Can't argue. In with the that. world. I don't Pep, know about all that. Pep would not have won the Bundesliga with his out. Dortmund side. I'll say that. Yeah, but we will never know that because he's only coached the best because he is the best. Well, he's also just took those jobs on. I mean... Why would you go work for McDonald's if you're only trained as a five-star chef?
1: Why does, he, why do, why does like, Gordon Ramsay go and and fix shitty hotels and <laughs> restaurants?
0: Because like... they're paying him to do that. A lot of money.
1: And he's good at it, and he does it.
0: So... I don't know if Jurgen would thrive under that kind of environment. I think he likes like the kind of the the gritty man management of like I got to get the most out of this guy as I can. Uh, and he yeah, he got to get the most out of, of my guys. team. Get him relegated and then go go to Dortmund. You <laughs> got him promoted as well, but. Um... I just love this. Again, 2026, it's going to be great. I'm interested to see what Pep does, not as a reaction to this, but, like, knowing Jurgen's going to be there for as long. If that means Pep stays uh, or wants to leave, I I don't know. But um, also, the other thing with this is that Pep Linders and uh, PK also signed extensions, which is huge because they're kind of dubbed different things under Klopp's system. I know PK is dubbed the brain. Um, Pep has something too, like weird, um, but they're very, very integral parts of Pep, Liverpool. Pep's seven. the
1: fucking balls, dude. Yeah, he's the P- balls. PK is
0: awesome too. He's so quiet, uh, but you can see on the side, like when subs are ready to go in, just like the tactics he's doing. are.
1: It, t- I, I, I love our our coaching situation, and I think having those assistants also stick on is massive for the Academy. It's massive for the youngsters coming up through that have been here for six, seven years. Now they get an extra couple of years, a couple of opportunities that these managers and these these coaches have witnessed them from the beginning now. Yeah. We're we're getting to see them at their their at their level. We've seen these homegrown players. We have support from from the fan base from the front office—it's a very, very well-oiled machine right now. Obviously, we we talk about FSG out. We talk about how John Henry doesn't do shit for the club. Just look at where we're we're at and what Jurgen Klopp his his coming into our club has done over the last six seven years. Yeah, that that's not possible without FSG. That's not possible with anybody else. Like we've done this on our own. We've built this from the ground up coming from shit Europa league teams and relying on Nathaniel Klein to play our, our right back. And it just feels, it feels good. It feels yeah. good to be in this place. It feels secure and it feels like we have a, a really good plan. Like I don't think Jurgen would, it would say I'm staying for two more years if we don't have an idea of we're going to go out and we're going to win more silverware. Yeah. And we and... have to enjoy
0: it because uh, honestly haven't had more fun watching football than, you know, when Jurgen Klopsen on the touchline, the only other two points I have with this, um, are that, I think, I guess one point here, um, I think this might've been, had something to do in the Sala contract thing. I know that's speculating and we really don't know about it, but he said it's, there's other things involved, not related to money. I think having a guarantee that Klopp is going to stay past 2024 is a pretty big deal for a player that could sign like a six-year extension. Objection uh, here, say. <laughs> I mean, do you think that has anything to do with it, Mitch? Um, It, it, it could. I, I
1: think Salah has flourished and he's finally found a good relationship with a club. Um, I think his Fiorentina spell, his his Roma spell, and his Chelsea spell were all... A little distasteful um and he's he's finally found a place where he feels comfortable he's he's praised and he gets to go out and do his job the way he plays it we've built a side around him and now he uh is is one of our most prolific yep. players in in club history so it's it's not a i don't think it's a main reason, it definitely could play a factor in it where they have a, a solid relationship, but I think Mo Salah, at the end of the day, is going to look at himself as a player and where I can take my game to the next level. Um, he's a very analytical player, and he is somebody who cares a lot about what's going on week in and week out. So I think the, the brain between... Manager and player works well when they're together, so it very well could. But
0: any thoughts on Klopp think...
1: extending Pat?
0: I think it's good for for Liverpool. I think it definitely plays into the Salah thing too. I think sala has not signed a new contract, correct? Or he has? No, he has not. There was that yeah, one day so... where there was like rumors, and then nothing happened. For me, I think a player like sala is waiting for Klopp's future before he commits himself to Liverpool with, like, the relationship that he has with Klopp and with what Klopp has built for you guys. Um, yeah, I think it's good for the club. I think it's good for the Prem. Uh, I think it's cool. I like it. I think I think it's good for you guys. I think you'll start seeing more of those key players that you want re-signing, re-signing new deals now that they have security yeah. over Klopp's future, just like how I think that when Guardiola signs an extension, um, you will start seeing more players extend for City, too. Um, and I think we don't I think Guardiola extends once we secure a striker and then you, you will start seeing Guardiola extensions after that so yep. it's, uh, I, I, th- I think all of those things are very closely interworked especially when you have clubs like Liverpool that are, are so like the the system is very much in place and if Klopp wasn't going to resign Salah would probably have gone elsewhere in my opinion Yeah, if if he ends up staying, I think Klopp resigning is a uh, the biggest boost you could have gotten to retain a player like him in the given the current situation. Yep, for sure. Absolutely. We'll move on to some Serie A football here, Mitch. The Fiorentina forecast has uh, gotten a little chilly. Chilly? What are you talking about? It's just overcast.
1: It's just Just overcast. overcast? We got we got four games left. That's it. Uh, Right now. Tied on 6th, in 7th on goal differential, uh, behind Lazio. Uh, this weekend, they got pumped by Udinese. They got absolutely pumped. I, I think it was 4-1. Uh, so
0: Pablo Mari, Arsenal-loney, got in the goals.
1: Off, awful week, uh, but looking ahead, uh, Fiorentina is taking on AC Milan this weekend. They did win the reverse fixture 4-3, so... It's not out of the realm of possibilities that the Violas couldn't you know, go out and get a result, but uh, they, uh, they're facing the task. AC Milan has kept three consecutive clean sheets uh, at home, so um, being the top of the, the Serie A right now and uh, playing some pretty decent football, it's going to be a big ask for uh, for the boys in purple, but not out of it yet.
0: Cool, cool, cool. We hope they finish in the top six. Maybe Pat doesn't, but. I do not. (laughs) (laughs) We'll move on to Rick's picks. Just kind of like a weekend rundown. You guys can chime in when necessary. Otherwise, we'll kind of just do these pretty quickly. Um, Liverpool, Newcastle is my first pick. I'm also realizing I don't talk about City on here. Who does City have this weekend, Pat? No, I do have City. Sorry. I have the opponent. You're a fucking psychopath. Not a logistics (laughs) company. You're insane. Anyway. Liverpool-Newcastle, first game. Newcastle's winless in 10 versus Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool have three clean sheets on the bounce. Not getting much better, you know, watching Liverpool play. Don't have to talk about them more. I have a, a Liverpool win plus over 2.5 total goals, um, and that's plus 110, plus odds. I think that one's pretty safe, honestly. I could see Newcastle nicking a goal to 2-1 maybe, especially at St. James. Um, Hang on. You're telling me that you're more secure betting on Liverpool to win against a, a Newcastle team that's won four on the bounce playing at home. Yeah, than you did play Liverpool. City side playing against Leeds. Would you favor yourself playing against Newcastle? Yes, exactly. Why would not? i Why would not favor us? Why is Leeds on the pick sheet? No, Leeds is on the. We'll go right in the Leeds. Okay. Yeah. I listened to Jesse Marsh interview. He is gonna go for it against Man City. He said, "We're either gonna get one point, or we're gonna get three points, or we're gonna learn something." I no, favor them. No points. No, I favor. Okay, first of all, the pick isn't the Leeds money line. It's Leeds to keep it within a goal margin. They can't lose by two. I think That's not – we put seven by no, them. they're, they're going to go for it, man. You didn't play him when Jesse Marsh was there. He's exciting. He's getting them to do new things. He, there's some passion behind the team. I favor Jesse Marsh, the boy from Racine, Wisconsin. He's going to get them going, and they're going to pull off the big You scored on hole. Real Madrid, and you think <laughs> – They're going to get the bigger – Okay, Real Madrid's defense isn't anything to, to applaud. We, we applauded earlier you're... in the year, but – no, you're insane no, Leeds are going to cover this it's plus 100 good odds they are going to cover they're going to drop points put Liverpool in pole position to win the English Premier League I'm marking it now City aren't going to drop points when people expect it that's just not how get the Premier on. League works get me off this podcast no that's I, not how the I Premier can't... League works Leeds are so. going to get City to drop points i here's, here's,
1: here's my two cents real quick So, if Josh is wrong, (laughs) which, I mean, I'm obviously leaning to a city trouncing just based on the history, based on their current form. If Josh is wrong, it's not, like, the craziest thing. But if Josh is right, and leads fucking somehow are able to steal points from city... With this new Jesse Marsh system, I might shit my pants. I, I might <laughs> like run around naked. I don't know what will happen. It it will be crazy. But I, I don't think, like, keeping it
0: within a goal is outside of their own possibility. I mean, we played some games against Leeds, Mitch, where it's been, like, 4-3. Like, Leeds go toe-to-toe with the best because they play open. They're and gritty. I feel like City drop points when teams go at them and, like, really test them. I could see Leeds putting in a few goals. Like I mean that like if Man City wins three two that's you've had one goal margin wins against like worse sides than Leeds this year. To be fair. I mean I know it's hard to predict those necessarily, but it does happen. It's the Premier League. And it's the boy from our scene. We got we gotta back the boy from America. Uh I really liked what he said in the midweek. He was inspiring. So, so just refresh the pick real quick, Josh, and, and let's move on to the next one. Plus 1. 1.5, plus 100. Next pick, Wolves draw no bet versus Brighton. They've won two on the bounce. Um, yeah, just the Wolves have been playing really good lately. Um, they had that one, I believe they lost to Southampton maybe? It was, it was a weird one, but I, I do favor them over Brighton. Pretty even. Burnley draw no bet against Watford. Watford are shit. They know they're going down. Burnley still have something to play for here. Um, and they've been playing really well, honestly, since uh, Sean Dyche got let go. Um, the likes Benny. of uh, Corne, uh, those boys, I do favor Burnley. I think Everton are end up going to gonna end up going down in this race. Southampton Palace have over 2.5, minus 105. Um, Palace have been a little out of the goals lately, so I expect them to bounce back against a kind of a shakier Southampton defense. Yeah. Um, Chelsea minus 1.5. That is against Everton. Uh, and like I said, Everton are going down, and that pick coincides with it. Um, plus 235, which I think is ridiculous odds. I know Chelsea haven't been great lately, um, but to get that ridiculous of odds just for Chelsea to win by two against a, a team, you know, <laughs> run by a, just a former player um, is ridiculous. And then... Arsenal versus West Ham, I have both teams to score. Um, wasn't comfortable going full Arsenal money line just because it's a London Derby. Um, these things can be a little bit complicated and Arsenal have been you know just as volatile as Spurs at times this season. so I have both teams to score minus 145 a little bit of a juicy pick but that's what we're going with. Uh, most controversial here was definitely the Leeds pick, but we'll see how it ends up this weekend. I could you know leave this weekend looking like a genius. It's it's not out of the realm of possibilities, but I doubt it's going to happen. I, I can tell I rattled Pat. I am not that rattled because I don't actually know how betting works. I thought you were betting on leads to win. No, so just, I'm they just left can't left. lose by two. They they can win, draw, or uh, lose by one. Bold, because again they shipped seven the last time we played them, but i'm less rattled about that pick now that i understand betting thank you we're a betting education podcast too i need plenty of it clearly (laughs) we'll go to our final segment of the week um me and pat both did the the legends five aside team we wanted to give pat the opportunity to get back on the podcast so mitch could do his rendition so why don't you take it away
1: mitch absolutely starting back to front in that, I've got the helmet lord himself, Petr Cech. Um, I just, I think what he did in the Premier League and, and for Chelsea, not so much Arsenal, but um, what, what he did as a keeper was insane and doing it while at the risk of losing his life uh, and, and his memory, his brain function. Um, just slap the helmet on, keep going. And and he balled out for a very long time, had a wonderful career. Um, The only duplicate in, uh, in the sides, I have Maldini at the back as well, just for his versatility. He could play any position on the back line. Um, Best defender ever. I don't think there's an argument there Um, in the midfield we've got two absolute showstoppers uh we've got maradona
0: and ronaldinho uh i don't know first. how me and pat missed uh, that's like i'm looking at that mitch i missed maradona yes i don't know yes, like did. i would have picked him i don't not know how that's he's like one of my favorite <laughs> players ever
1: it's just the, the the history both of them brought to the game that there's no argument between either of them um and then up top uh in kind of the twilight of his career i i have zlatan as as my striker um just for being zlatan i i think he's etched himself into football lore as just the most shit house i am cocky but i'm going to back it up yeah. player i think any of us have ever have ever watched or will ever watch um, Love me some Zlatan. Love me some thirty-five yard bikes. It's a good and team. Uh, also, growing up playing FIFA Street, you had to take Zlatan.
0: You have a definite style to your team. I, I would say your team is yeah. the, the most showy, probably of the of the three. Yeah, absolutely. I l- I like the flair. Yeah. I could have I could have put Pele
1: up top. I could have put Eusebio up top, but definitely five star skill moves
0: all around. Um, anything else, boys? Do we have anything else to talk about this week? I don't think so. Uh, we we only got a few a
1: few weeks left of, know, uh, of of football this year, and uh, it's crazy that you know thirty seven episodes in, we're still doing it. We're still here. We
0: haven't killed each other yet. We've come close. <laughs> We've I come might. close. By the end of the season, I might.
1: <laughs> By yeah, the time me he...
0: and Mitch have four trophies in our video windows, Pat will be <laughs> killing us. Um. Uh, listen, Josh be really careful with that you are seven games away from either completing a quadruple <laughs> or, or winning the league cup. cup in your window <laughs> we would i would say we have to be really unlucky to not win another trophy i do think we have to win we have to win a double to not like come out of this being like fuck like we failed big time if there's a care Caraba- if there's only a carabao cup in that window come the end of the season you're gonna fucking hear it from me i'm just letting you know that right now <laughs> that is it for episode 37 boys um subscribe to the youtube channel follow the instagram page at the main stand uh ding the bell leave a review all the good stuff
1: let us Um, know what you want to hear yes sir banter we love the banter uh any ideas anything
0: we want uh
1: we want to bring to the table what you guys want to digest yeah
0: talk shit on instagram to me i'll answer i'll answer too from the main I'm stand profile. <laughs> okay, well, okay, everybody. Uh, you, guys. Deuces. Peace.